in your prayers. Let's look together at this psalm, Psalm 55, this psalm of David. You know, we're talking about things which need prayer. And, uh, you know, you, you, turn on the, you turn on the television, you put the news on, you, 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 know, you open up you, you know, your, your Facebook page. Um, wherever you look, you are bombarded with all the things that are going on in the world. You know, the, 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 the problems, the tragedies, and, and, of course, the fears. And I wonder, how does it make you feel? You know, what, what do you feel about what's going on around us? I mean, you know, when we read of, like, the, 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 the shooting of the children that took place in America recently, you know, what, how does that make us feel? You know, we, we, we look out and, you know, we say, we say Lord, how, how long is this going to go on for? You know, when is it going to come to an end? Um, you know, maybe closer to home, in your own home life or your, your work life, you know, there's, there's, there's these problems that you're facing. There's, uh, there's difficulties which seem unsurmountable. You know, there's, there's things which are causing you to, to lose sleep on a night and, and, and you just don't know how to, to get out of that situation. You know, I'm sure there are people here today who can, in some way or other, uh, relate to that. You know, there's, there's anxiety, if not fear. Um, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow? I mean, you know, what's going to happen internationally? You know, as, as, as other countries get drawn into what's going on, you know, in, in Ukraine, what's going to happen to, to the rest of us? What, what's, what's the future hold? You know, what, what do my day-to-day problems, what, what do they present? What, what am I going to do to tackle them? You know, and, you know, we live, I suppose, with this constant sense of anxiety. Now, there will be some, maybe, that will say, well, you know, I, I, I give it to the Lord. You know, I, I've, I've learned not, to, uh, not to, uh, to worry about those things. And if that's the case, well, maybe this, this message to you, this message today isn't, for, isn't to you. But, you know, I'm sure all of us from time to time have these anxieties, if not all the time. Certainly David had them. <laughs> As we read the Psalms, we see that David had a lot of problems. And anxiety and fear was certainly one that he had. And, and uh, of course, David wasn't sinless. He, he, he made a big mess of things in his life. Um, but, you know, God in his mercy uh, continued to, uh, uh, to work through David. And, you know, we have a merciful God. We have an incredible merciful God. And, you know, the amazing thing is that he chooses to do his work through people who mess up, through sinful people. He chooses to work through people who do have fears and do have uh, uh, reservations about stepping out sometimes. David writes about his anxiety here. He writes about his fears here in this psalm. And it's interesting that these anxieties that David had, they, they led to anger. They led to anger. And, and uh, he vents some of that anger here in this psalm. Uh, you know, 
today, what, what, what is wearing you down? What, what things have you got where you can say, yeah, I understand David. I can see what David was going through. David's experience somewhat parallels my experience. And, um, you know, we, we sang a few moments ago that, that hymn, and um, it was the second one, 398. And as we were singing it, um, I was thinking, you know, the, the writer of this hymn, him, Joseph Scriven, uh, I'm sure he was writing from his heart. But, you know, as you, read, as you read this hymn, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. You know, he talks about not being discouraged, about someone to have our sorrows to share with, uh, someone uh, who knows our weakness, uh, you know, those of us who are heavy laden. You know, here is a man who wrote this, this hymn, who, like David, had problems in life like David he had difficulties and in this man's case he expressed it as a hymn David expressed it by writing it down and we have it today here certainly in Psalm 55 but look David's utter despair in verse 4 he says my heart is severely pained within me and the terrors of death have fallen upon me I mean you can't get most, much stronger language than this the terrors of death have fallen upon me. David is, is, is saying, I, I've got to the worst possible point. Fear, fearfulness and trembling have come upon me. And horror has overwhelmed me. This is David, who is described as a man after God's own heart. This is David, who, who was the, the, uh, the what would, how would you say, the, uh, the predecessor to the Lord Jesus the Lord Jesus would be referred to as the one of the line of David. David is mentioned as the Lord Jesus' ancestor. This is David who wrote all these psalms. And yet look what he's saying. This is David who knows God. <laughs> but look what he's saying. Horror has overwhelmed me. He is a man in fear, a man living with anxiety, a man in danger. You know... We're under a lot of pressure, and I think more so nowadays than ever before because of social media, to, to live the perfect life. You know, uh, anybody who's got Facebook or Instagram or any of the other social media platforms, you, you know, you, you'll know what it means to, to, uh, to, to post something on Facebook. You know, you want people generally to see the good things, don't you? You know, you don't want people to know about the fights that you've had in your family. Or, you know, the, 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 the fact that, uh, uh, you know, you, your, your job is, is going down the hill. You know, you want people to see the good things. And there's this pressure, there's this expectation to be sort of perfect, to have everything under control, have everything right. Um, and, uh, and we live with this. We live with this mindset. You know, you, you look at the adverts. What are the adverts about? Adverts are about making life Better, more comfortable. And that's what we want to attain to, isn't it? That's what everybody's going for. You know, and that's the, that's the pressure that we're under. But, you know, we live in a world where, of course, that's really just paint on top of a, 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 a rusty metal surface. Because underneath, the reality is that this world is full of pain and suffering and war and separation and economic difficulties. And... There's, in a sense, there's this disparity, there's this disconnect between the two. And we don't have any control. 
You know, how much control do we have over our health, for example? All right, we might, we might eat a healthy diet, we might try and exercise, but how much control do we actually have over our, our health? Very little. Uh, how much control do we have uh, over, you know, whether tomorrow is going to happen or not for us? We don't. We don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, this can all lead to, to situations like David was in. You know, David describes here two situations. He first of all talks about the world around him. In verses uh, 9, 9 to 11, he, he says, Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go around it on its walls. Iniquity and trouble are also in the midst of it. Destruction is in its midst. Oppression and deceit do not depart from its streets. This is a situation that David is living in. Danger, unrest, you know, he talks about strife in the city, destruction. But isn't this the situation that we're, isn't this the world we're living in today? Isn't, doesn't this describe the world that we live in? Thankfully, we, you know, we live relatively peacefully in, in this country. Um, uh, you know, it, 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 from the point of view of, of, you know, guns aren't being fired, bombs aren't dropping. But, but you know, around us, you know, there's... there's Society uh, uh, and, and everything relating is, you know, there's, there's a lot of destruction, things, a lot of things which are falling apart. You know, a lot of things where we can say, what is going on? What is going on in this country? What is happening? You know, and, and we can be like David. We can say, well, you know, this is, I've seen all these things. I'm seeing what's going on and it's, it's not good. And then he talks about broken relationships. He talks about direct hurt that he has felt and in verse 12 onwards he talks a little bit about this he says in verse 12 for it is not an enemy who reproaches me uh, then I could bear it nor is it one who hates me who has exalted himself against me then I could hide from him but it was you a man my equal my companion and my acquaintance we took sweet counsel together and walked to the house of God in the throne now it's very likely that this, that David is talking about the time where uh, Absalom, his son, turned against him. And if you remember, Absalom uh, built up a, a rebel army against David uh, in order to take the kingdom. And the friend that it's talking about here is most likely David's counsellor, Ahithophel, who was very trusted by David. David relied on this man for, for everything. He was a very close friend of David. And, uh, but this man turned against him and took Absalom's side. You can read about it in, in, in 2 Samuel. A uh, little further down, uh, while David is, is writing, he, there's a section, it's almost in brackets, verse 20, again talking about this man. He has put forth his hands against those who were at peace with him. He has broken his covenant. covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. David is, David is hurting in his heart, he's hurting because of what this man has done to him, because of what's happened. Now, now whether it is Ahithophel or, or not is, is not that important. Obviously, if it was somebody else, then whoever it was has hurt David. You know, we may be in that situation today where we, we feel hurt, we feel betrayed, because one who we trusted most, one who we loved most, has betrayed us, has, has 
turned against us, has uh, hurt us more than they could have hurt us physically. They've hurt us in our hearts. You know, this is a, a very vivid picture that David is painting. David is, is, is painting this picture uh, uh, in, in such a way that we can try and understand what he's going through. This is a man who is suffering. He's a man who is suffering. What's going on inside David? What, what's, what, why is he saying these things? Well, you have to first of all remember that actually what David is saying here is part of his prayer. This is a prayer. In fact, if you go back to the first verse, he starts by saying, Give ear to my prayer, O God, and do not hide yourself from my supplication. Who is David talking to? He's talking to the Lord. David is talking to God. He's, he's opening his heart to God. You know, that's what prayer is. Prayer is about opening our hearts to God. As we, as we already know, God knows everything. God doesn't need us to tell him the list of problems that we have. And then he will go through and solve them one by one. He knows them. What God wants is for us to, to open our hearts to acknowledge that he is God, to acknowledge that only he is able. And as we come in prayer, as we speak to God, that's exactly what we should be doing. We should be opening our heart. He says in verse 16, David says, As for me, I will call upon the Lord and the Lord shall save me. David was trusting the Lord. He was, he, he was opening his heart, pouring out what was upsetting him and trusting, trusting uh, the Lord. We see that he talks about his anxiety, his fears, and his anger. I mean, look at the anger that David has here. Verse 9, destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues. Verse 15, let death seize them. Let them go down alive into hell, for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. But you, O God, shall bring them down to the pit of destruction. When did we last hear a prayer like this. I mean, if somebody got up and started praying in a prayer meeting like this, I pray that, Lord, you will, you'll, death will seize these people. We'd say, hold on a minute, just sit down, have a cup of tea, you know, everything's going to be all right. But, uh, but, you know, when we come before the Lord in prayer, if that's what's in our heart, let's, let's express it, let's tell God. You see, prayer is where you don't have to behave like a Christian, if I can put it that way. When you're with God, you shouldn't try behaving like a Christian. You know, we've all come in this morning, haven't we? We, you know, we 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 come into church, um, and you know, we want to behave like Christians, don't we? Want to? We don't want to do something which will um, upset someone. You know, we, we which is right. Of course, it is. But you know, when we're coming before God, there's no place for that. That's hypocrisy. There's no place for coming before God and, 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 and you know, sort of saying, um, God, how are you today? And, and we imagine God asking us how we are and we're saying we're fine. No, if we're not fine, let's tell God. Let's, let's be honest with God. If we've got anger towards somebody or because of something, it's, it's better to tell God and to, to be honest before God. You see, God already knows if we're angry. He already knows. He's already aware of what's in our heart. But sometimes, you know, we don't know how to be truthful with God because of the world that we live in, because we want to give a good impression. You know, we want to appear as, as good Christian people and we, we take that 
into our, into our time with God. But God, doesn't, God knows that we're, we're, we're not good. God knows that we're, we're not good Christians. God sees our hearts. And, you know, if you read what, he says in, what it says in Scripture about what God knows about our hearts, it's not good. It's been said, we tell God everything but the truth. You know, and, and sometimes we need to just come before Lord, the Lord and we need to say, Lord, this situation is upsetting me. I'm fearful. I'm angry. Lord, I'm just bringing it to you, Lord. In David's life, of course, there was sin. I mean, you can't get much worse than what David did. He committed adultery. He committed murder because of adultery. Um, if you look at his prayer in Psalm 51... You see that David acknowledges his sin and he comes in repentance. David doesn't say it's, it's all all right, Lord. He doesn't say it's, it's all okay. Or he doesn't try and pass the blame. You see, God can deal with anything we bring before him. God is almighty and all powerful. What God cannot deal with is when we try to cover up or when we try to pretend to be something that we're not. You know, we try to be... Uh, 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 somebody, somebody else, because God knows our heart, our our problems, our angers, our sins. They're not too big for God. God is much more powerful, and God is able to deal with those things. You know, if you, you know, if a person, if a person has a serious illness and they go to the doctor, they 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 want the doctor to to. Find, that, find the cause of that illness. They want the doctor to, to do everything necessary in order that they be healed from that illness. They don't try and cover it up or, or say, well, there's this other problem's wrong. I've got a bit of a headache today and get some paracetamol and that's it. No, they, they want the doctor to, to investigate and to, to find the, the root cause so that person can be, can be treated and, and hopefully get better. Um, God is much more powerful than any doctor. God is much more powerful than any, anybody else, and yet sometimes we forget that. You know, sometimes we look at a situation, we see that it's hopeless, and, you know, David, in verse 6, he, he, he's, uh, he says, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. Indeed, I would wander far off and remain in the wilderness. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. This is the ideal. This is... You know, this is, um, this is, again, going back to the advertisements, you know, your life will be better if you have this, you know, life will be more comfortable if, if, you, if you go on this holiday or whatever. Um, you know, cover, cover it over, escape from the problems, escape from your worries. But, you know, the, although the temptation might be there to run away, the truth is that the, the problems will follow, the problems won't be left behind. In verse 22, David here writes, Cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. You know, don't, don't, don't try running away from it, but give it to him. If you're fearful today, if you're anxious today, don't try and, 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 and you know, do, uh, I don't know, do something which will temporarily ease that. Take it to the Lord. Ask, ask God to help you in that. Because he has made these promises to sustain you and he shall never permit the righteous to be moved. In other words, he will keep you. As we, as we sang earlier, oh, love that will not let me go. That love will keep you. That love will sustain you.
And he finishes the psalm, the last part of the psalm, but I will trust in you. I will trust in you. You know, this is the key. In all these, in all these difficulties, uh, in all the anxieties that David is facing, in all the hatred that, that, that there, there may be, certainly the anger that he had, David trusts in God. He says, I trust in you. You know, I, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe, I'm going to believe uh, uh, in you for this situation. You know, sometimes we make the mistake, I suppose, of we say, we, we, pray, we pray for something and, you know, and we, we pray, God, uh, you know, I believe that you will do this. I believe that you will do this in this situation. Um, there, there may be times when that's, that's right, but, you know, we, we have to be careful that we don't um, run before God, that we, that we don't uh, 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 put the words in God's mouth, as it were, um, in regard to the answer. Uh, you know, when we pray, uh, it should be let thy will be done. You know, whatever, whatever the best thing is that you see, Lord, let that be done. Um, and pray to that end. You know, when, if, if we, uh, you know, if, if we, uh, you know, we, we try to come up with solutions, uh, like, like this here, I, I would fly away and be at rest, I would wander afar off. You know, try to find a, a solution. You know, we can often end up being disappointed. You know, often we'll find that actually that's not what God, that's not what God had. That's not what God planned. Um, and instead we should be like, God, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. What you do in this, Lord, is your business. And I'm, I'm praying and asking that you, Lord, will intervene. That yes, if it be your will, you, you bring healing. Yes, if it be your will, you provide financially. Yes, if it be your will, you give me this new job. But if not, Lord, I leave it to you. I trust in you. You know, we, we have a good example in Scripture where, uh, where Simon Peter uh, tried, took matters into his own hands. In John chapter 18, uh, verses 10 and 11, uh, Jesus was being arrested and it says that Peter had, uh, he had his sword, he drew it and he, he struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. So Peter, Jesus said to Peter, put your sword into the sheath. Shall I not drink the cup which my father has given me? In other words, Peter, look, you just, you just remain calm. <laughs> uh, you just remember who, who this is. I am God. I am, I am Jesus. And, you know, I have, there, there, is, uh, there is something which I much, must do. Uh, Peter, you don't understand maybe but you have to you just have to leave it with me peter you know sometimes we have to we have to just say lord i don't understand i do not understand why you have allowed this to happen i mean look let's be honest you know we look in the world why does god allow things to happen and the answer is we do not know you know we cannot think like god does but we do know that god is always good we do know that uh, he will he will um bring out of any situation uh he will he will bring good out of it uh and uh, and and of course he will be glorified through it when will it end when will the, when will the wars and the fightings end? when will these problems end well we we don't know of course we don't know what god will do but we do know what jesus said 
in, in John 16:33, he says, These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You know, Jesus never promised that life would be become comfortable because we start following him. Um, you know, Jesus never said that, uh, you know, if, if, you, if you obey me and you live uh, the way uh, that I tell you to live, you know, you'll have everything you want, uh, life will be good. Jesus never said that. In fact, the opposite. He said, you'll have tribulations. He said, you're going to have difficulties. But, he said, in me, you'll have peace. You know, in, in Jesus, there is peace. What does it mean to be in Jesus? It means that you are fully trusting him for everything. First and foremost, for forgiveness of sins. That you've trusted him uh, to forgive you. You've given uh, uh, yourself completely to him. Um, and, and your life and your energy comes from him. He says, in me you may have peace. You know, that is a peace which passes all understanding. It passes, it cannot be explained. Uh, you cannot uh, try and uh, explain it in the same way that, um, uh, that, that you would normally uh, use the word peace to, to describe a situation. The peace that Jesus gives means that, yeah, we may be in the middle of the storm, but know that we know that Jesus is with us. And that he is uh, sustaining us as his word promises. I have overcome the world. You know, that's the hope. That is the end. That Jesus has overcome the world. And therefore, everything in the end will come back to him. Everything will, will uh, fall under his power and under his, uh, under his reign. Uh, he has overcome the world. I will trust in thee, David says. Maybe today... You're suffering from fear or anxiety. Maybe you're angry. Maybe you're angry at what's going on. You, you, you're angry at the way uh, things in this country are going. Um, you know, maybe the injustice upsets you. You know, what, what do you do? Well, you know, you can t tell that to God. Tell, tell the Lord about those things. Tell him how you feel. And, and he, will, he can start to work in your heart. And what will... What will what will the ultimate goal be? Well, the ultimate goal of God working in our hearts is to make us more like his son, the Lord Jesus. That's ultimately what he's doing, what he's, he's working in our hearts. To become more like his son, to have more love, to have more compassion, to have more grace, um, uh, to, to, to have more mercy on us. Um, the, the work that God does in a person's heart is unfathomable. But, you know, God can take someone who is living with all those fears and he can, he can bring them out of it. He can give them uh, that confidence in him. You know, if there's anybody here today who doesn't know uh, the, the saving power of the Lord Jesus, if there's anybody here who's never experienced that love, you know, God today is, 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 is calling you. He's, he's, ask, he's saying today, come to me, come to me. Um, I've shown my love. I've, I've shown him how much I love you because I sent my son to the cross. We have a marvellous God. We have a God who we can be honest with. We have a God who uh, knows our weaknesses. He knows our frailties. And, um, and we, can, we can come to him as a friend. If we know Christ Jesus as our saviour, we can come to him as a friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. 
what a wonderful saviour we have and thanks be to God for his word thanks be to God for examples like David you know there's many of them in the in Bible you know you will not find one perfect person in the Bible aside from the Lord Jesus every single person in fact most of them were pretty rotten people actually if you go down the list most of them were pretty horrible people in one way or another uh, uh, but you know God took those people and he changed them into new new children the Bible says in Ephesians that once we were children of wrath once we were children of disobedience but now we've become the children of God you know that's what God can do that's what God can do and, and he wants us he wants us to trust him why um, well first of all because he gets he gets the glory when we do that but secondly because it makes life so much better if we trust him you know the the problems may still be there the difficulties may still be there the fears and the or the threats may still be there but if we trust in god then life will be our time will be spent doing what god wants us to do rather than spending it worrying and that's that's uh uh that's great because that will that will uh, bring him further glory uh, let's just have a, a, a word of prayer and then we'll, we'll sing our last hymn. Father, we do thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for uh, the great love that you have, that love that does not let us go. Lord, and we thank you that, Lord, you are a mighty God. You are a, a God who is uh, um, stronger and firmer than, than all our uh, doubts and all our fears, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we can come before you and we can... Lord, express what's in our hearts, Lord. Lord, cleanse us from our sin. As we express, Lord, the, uh, the, the things which, uh, Lord, are bothering us, Lord, help us to repent of, of, of any sin, Lord, and, Lord, to confess our sin, and, and, Lord, just to allow you to cleanse us, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, again, for the work you did on Calvary. In your name we pray. Amen.